0: Hey, we are back at I-80 Sports. I'm Bob, your host. Today, joined by Alex. We're talking major league soccer. We have some very interesting news and notes from the week because the summer transfer window is officially open, which means lots of stuff to talk about. And we're finishing our episode with week 15 sportsbook predictions, all right here at I-80 Sports. Alex, how you doing this week? All right. How's it going there, Bob? Not too bad. I see you got your Red Bulls kit on. Very big week for the New York Red Bulls beating NYCFC. We were there at Red Bull Arena moving on in the uh, Lamar Hunt Open Cup. Um, on to the semifinals.
1: Yeah, that was fun. When you beat NYCFC 3 zip like that, it's a good feeling. I can't lie. It feels good.
0: Great uh, support from the NYCFC fans. Uh, They they brought a lot of people. Mostly peaceful. I think the only fights were NYCFC on NYCFC fights. I saw some uh, stuff in the Twitter stream about that a little later on. But um, a great night. Started out looking like the South Ward was empty. By the end of the night, filled in quite nicely. Nice crowd for a Wednesday. And, you know, we got some uh, player changes, some stuff to talk about today. And we're finishing up with our Week 15 sports book Picks. Let's get into it, Alex. The I-80 Sports Traffic Report, where you can find all your news and notes from the week. And our news and notes from this week is going to be based mostly around the transfer window, which just opened, which means now all those players who were signed in the winter can officially uh, change clubs. There's going to be a lot of interesting news and notes. It's kind of silly season. This is the big one for major league soccer we do have a couple stories that I do want to cover right off the bat um you know obviously the big news Chiellini coming to LA soon and Toronto will be getting Lorenzo Insigne two Italian national superstars two uh Serie A powerhouses we've talked about what they were going to bring to each of those teams but I did want to mention it because those are obviously the big stories we've talked about them here before Alex
1: Man, Toronto Herd is not done. They're looking to use at least one or two more Italians are supposed to be coming in, too. So, hey, you know, these teams that need some help right now we are near a halfway window. Uh, you, know, you know, if you need home, you need either depth pieces, attacking pieces, defending pieces, maybe a goalkeeper. Uh, teams are looking to get some, uh, you know, post-COVID right now. Maybe it's a little more money to spend than was last year. Maybe, you know, bargains may not be as easy to find as we were last year, but teams are looking to spend, and let's see what these teams do in MLS to climb the standings.
0: Absolutely. I am happy to see that. Um, Toronto's always had a thing for Italians. They made Giovinco the highest paid Italian in the world yes. when he came to Major League Soccer. So there's
1: a big Italian population in Toronto, as a matter of fact. So that's there's also a tie-in with that. Montreal, too, has an tie-in with the Italian League, too. And they're all, uh, Joey Saputo, and, and he owns a team in uh, Italy also. So, yeah, there's a, the Italian-Canadian connection is uh, very common, apparently,
0: in MLS. So let's get into some lesser known transfers. These are the new stories from this week, not the old ones. The transfers from a couple months ago, the new fresh blood around Major League Soccer. I wanted to start here today with um, William Agata, Nigerian forward from SK uh, going to Sporting Kansas City from uh, Jerusalem. And they also signed Eric Tommy. Uh, forward from the Bundesliga so we had two um, attackers signed to SKC we know they need that help the winger position is about all they have going on the the center forward has been uh, Kiri Shelton not doing too much pressuring the ball and actually playing a high level there but not putting the ball in the net which is what you're looking for so Johnny Russell Daniel Shallow we got some new friends to play in the attacking uh, some attacking ball with of the two of them I know you were looking at the uh, Nigerian William Agata um, but I was looking more at Eric Tommy, Tommy, I think it's Tommy. It's, it's T-H-O-M-M-Y. Um, 27-year-old German winger. He is a smaller size guy, not that target center forward that they might have been looking for. Um, he's been with one Bundesliga team or another for the last nine years. Since he was 18, he made his Bundesliga debut. Uh, his best year was 2017. He was in the third division Bundesliga where he played 37 games, eight goals, seven assists. Not sure where he fits here yet, maybe a depth piece, but someone who has maybe not contributed at that level, but he's been training, he's been there for a long time, and I think he could step in and, and contribute real soon to Sporting KC. Well,
1: it's one thing that comes to mind, they need goal scoring from the center forward position. So I see a a forward that scored some goals in the in, in, in Israeli league for uh, with Hapoel in Jerusalem like that, and apparently has some yeah. pace, he's then Nigerian. Right to mind, I'm thinking that uh, Vermees is looking for a starter. You know, obviously he needs a goal scorer since the forward is out for a whole year with the knee surgery. Uh, again, another piece uh, The guy with any Bundesliga playing in Germany, you know, he's tough. You know, he's tough. Or you're ready? He's not. You know, you can't be lazy playing Germany. I can yeah, tell you that right so. now. So uh, you know, he needs some help up front. Let's see what they can Listen, Sporting Kansas City right now is the Final Four, of the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, they just, you know, they just. Uh, I think they just beat what was it, Nashville or something like that this last week, like that. So they're, you know, uh, know they're bottom of the sting This is exactly what Vermees needs to give the team a little new blood into a little attacking blood into the team. That's exactly what they need. And with the pieces they have, with Russell and Shalloway, I mean, interesting to see what's going to happen going forward.
0: Absolutely, they, they beat a uh, Union Omaha six nothing and that was like yes. the first game in years where they you know put multiple multiple goals in the net so I'm, I'm interested in seeing which one it looks like we're on different sides you're looking at agata I'm looking at Tommy but either way uh, SKc is doing they're addressing the needs and if you're a fan you have to like that I think Alan polito still is the long-term plan at center forward but this is yes. gonna give them some depth and maybe some help at winger um because shallowy and Russell aren't Playing like they were last year, where they were scoring 15 goals each.
1: No, yeah, they need they need breathers. So absolutely.
0: Let's move on to DC United: a player in and a player out. They sent Edison Flores to Atlas FC, and they added winger Martin Rodriguez. When you talk about Flores, three seasons with DC United, only 33 starts and three goals in that time. They lost a couple million in that transfer. I think they brought him in for like three or four million, sold him for about two. It was highly rated. Yeah, highly
1: rated. It just didn't turn out. It just didn't work out. This is what it does where a highly rated DP comes in. It just did not work out
0: martin rodriguez is heading over from turkey he's older he's 27 years old but he played considerable minutes for liga mx before moving to turkey just last season so that's where he played most of his career definitely a player that i look for dc united needs a spark they need something going on
1: yeah i, I don't know what's going on over there uh, they're lacking identity we're gonna talk about them a little later i don't know how many games in are row they haven't won uh he could only help. Let's look at it that way. You know, and if Flores just hasn't worked out, maybe this guy can Rodriguez. I don't know much about him. Apparently he's, you know, I think he's playing eight teams in six years or something like that. But, uh, he's got experience and, you know, playing in Turkey, Turkey's no joke. So let's see what he's got.
0: Now, when he moved to the Columbus crew, I think they finally found, a uh another star there one of their record transfers i think it was almost 10 million dollars for cucho hernandez colombian forward from watford uh club record signing as far as uh money goes Five goals in 1,100 minutes last season in EPL. Uh, He was around La Liga for four seasons previously before that. I expect him to take over right away as a forward. He's listed as a winger, but I think, you know, if you're Hurtado or Miguel Berry, you know that your time alone up top is about expired. You didn't make the most out of your opportunity, and now Columbus went in. They replaced Zardes with a big-name signing.
1: I'm telling you right now, Zeller Ryan is smiling ear-to-ear right now. He's He's got his center forward right now, and this is a, you know, I think he's about 22, 23 years old, something like that. Guy that's choosing to come to Major League Soccer. there wasn't in the Premier League last year. I know they got relegated, but still, that's this is a this is a great signing for the league. 10 million is no joke, and uh, very talented player. Uh, like you said, he's going to step right in, and start. That was a great move, and they, they were they've been eyeing this for a while. They got rid of Zardis. I don't know how many months ago they were eye they were looking for a, a proven goal scorer. Uh, they wanted a big name and get younger, and they got younger and. I'm telling you, with Zella Ryan behind pulling the, pulling the strings, this is going to be interesting to see how Columbus is going to go forward Hernandez. I'm expecting him to hit the, hit the road uh, running, especially with Zella Ryan behind feeding him the wall.
0: Absolutely. I think it's gonna get a little worse before it gets better there in Columbus though. They do have quite a few players missing uh Zell Ryan questionable this week. Arturo out Yaboa and Pedro Santos both questionable. Will Sands and Mensa questionable. So I think it's gonna get a little worse. Uh spoiler alert for our prediction uh section. But uh Columbus crew definitely a team we're gonna get back to in just a little bit. But first, let's get to the player of the week. Your I-80 Sports High Performance Players of the Week. Laquinas from the Red Bull New York Soccer Club. Uh, Goal of the week. Continues to provide a spark to Red Bull. You know, we're second place in the East now. Scored Wednesday night in the 3-zip win over NYCFC to bring us to the quarterfinals of the U.S. Open Cup. He is the creative center of the Red Bulls' attack um all over the field and he's looked absolutely great uh he's had multiple multiple golazos goal of the week type uh caliber stuff going on this week and a player that i can't wait to talk more about
1: but he gets fouled a lot too i think stewart this week talked about the refs got to really protect him he's getting hacked teams yeah, are okay. knowing that he he's, he's but let me tell you son he's got to be the the since terry Henry, the most talented player we've signed oh yeah oh easily i i this guy he's a reason to come to the games now there there has been a player since Henri. He's,
0: he's like kaku had, if kaku actually worked out
1: no no i don't know that that that's <laughs> we're not even going to talk about that, that all that's, right that 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 garbage is gone gone for good listen this guy definitely is the most talented player we've had since terry Henri. He loves playing here. He had a quote here, like he said, he's already getting used to playing MLS. He thinks he gets a lot more space in MLS, and he gets fouled a lot than he did playing in the Polish league. Polish league, very physical, tight marking. Uh, he, He loves it here. And imagine if they had a center forward. The double digit scoring center forward, what this guy can do right behind him. Listen, he's he's been a spark for Rebels. Going into the season, not a lot of people figure what the Rebels could be. You know, the high pressing system, a bunch of young guys running. Yeah. But when you have a finisher like this, he's a killer that scores big time goals and big time spots. Look out for Rebels. Again, Rebels, we we're not going to really talk about much, but they get a center forward on this team, the way they're playing right now, the way they press. Look out.
0: Yeah. and it, it's you know one of those things the the sum is greater than the parts and as a team, you know you have a DP coach Gerard Struber and and they're they're doing it' they're, they're looking great. they're looking much better than we thought they would. but for me I agree still one piece away you need a center forward. Let's talk yeah. about some uh, players who did not have success this week and I'm pulling up the flat tire drop. <laughs> The highway is full of letdowns and disappointments. Here's our flat tire picks. So my flat tire for this week is all of Canada. That is Vancouver and Montreal. Vancouver loses 4-0 to a dead tired Seattle. Why even bother showing up to that game? I I thought that that pick was going to be excellent. And then on Montreal, they lost 1-0 to Austin. When Austin was down a man in Montreal absolutely cannot happen i am uh very upset about the way canada canadian teams performed as a whole this past week so i gotta take my shot flat tire all of canada the great white north
1: yeah and i uh, don't forget the canadian cup uh montreal gets a double whammy on this one they got toronto being on four nothing and toronto has shut nobody out like nobody for like a long time they lost four nothing and uh Again, to the Foggins of Vancouver, Brian something scored two goals in that game. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Montreal to me is the loser. And I, I didn't, D- DC United, again, we just mentioned before, six straight without a win. Uh, I don't know what's going on over there. I know they just had a, a signing that we just talked about, but I don't know what the identity of this team is right now. Uh, they're in trouble. Uh, and, you know, This week, you'll, uh, we were talking about it a little later, they got Nashville coming in. <laughs> Good luck with that. Nashville just lost first time at home in a long time. They're going to be pissed off. Uh yeah. Uh, DC United to me, six straight out of win. I don't see how it gets better. It's gonna get worse before it gets better. I'm telling you.
0: I agree with that completely. Let's now get into our sports book predictions. Is what we're all here for. Our picks of the week. Once I find my toll booth drop, there we go. The i80 Sports Toll Booth, where you can find the best bets of the week. I know how to run this soundboard. Let's go, Alex. My first yep. pick is actually happening right now. And uh, I don't know what the score is. Uh, they should have just I got started the second I got half. And that is FC Cincinnati hosting Orlando City. My pick, Orlando City plus 185. I threw that in my sportsbook article earlier this week. Um, you know, the first game this week sees Cincinnati hosting Orlando uh, features a classic case of just not matching up with the betting odds since he's six, two and seven while Orlando is moving up at seven, four and five. Yet Cincinnati remains, you know, pretty heavy home favorites here. There's nothing here to suggest a home advantage. Orlando and Cincy are both better on the road this season with Cincy having a league worst one point per game at home. I expect that to continue th- this weekend of the areas in which Orlando has an advantage. I think Orlando should dominate on set pieces and in aerial play. They're better on free kicks and corners this season, I think. And with their structured play predictable formation, I think they have less question marks and should leave with a win. Alex, we're going to throw over to you.
1: All right, I got the game on right now. Well, I've watched the whole first half before we came on the show of, uh... It's 0-0 right now. Uh, Gillespie made some great saves, man, for Orlando. <laughs> Fantastic. But, yeah, I, the odds don't make sense to me in this game, but uh, Orlando's back line, they're starting a 17-year-old second start ever. He's going against Vasquez. That's a rough That's a rough matchup for Orlando. Uh, I think their center backs are out for Orlando. Still, uh, odds plus 185. I would do the same thing, even though it's 0-0 right now. I would do the same thing. I would take Orlando Sinis. I just don't trust FC Cincinnati at home at all
0: so Orlando don't trust them home don't trust them away the one key to the match that i like to point out in our cover art for this week Erkan kara um has just been lightning in a bottle so far this season the austrian from uh, rapid vein in the bundesliga has six goals four in his last four games and he scored against some pretty good defenses cincinnati is not a good defense so i think speaking that speaking of I,
1: sp- speaking of i was watching the game and i was like Holy shit! I forgot Jeff Cameron's still at MLS. He plays for Cincinnati. I
0: totally forgot.
1: I was like, "Holy, there's Jeff Cameron!" I totally forgot he plays for them. Uh, Gillespie, another huge save right now, second half. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Wow, Jeff Cameron's at MLS. Plays for Cincinnati." I totally forgot about him. He was at MLS, just I just had to throw that out there. Bad, bad, bad by me that I didn't even though he was on Cincinnati's still playing. <laughs> I, I was like, "Holy shit, that's Jeff Cameron!" Damn.
0: Yeah, I think that's what Jeff Cameron says, too. Um, (laughs) Let's move on to my second pick here. CF Montreal hosting Charlotte FC. My pick CF Montreal at minus 120. Um, You know, I feel like I'm in a time capsule making this bet. I made that joke on my uh, article that I wrote this week. You can still bet on Montreal Impact to win this game at minus 120, despite the fact that the name has changed. Uh, Is it a year? Is it a full year?
1: Yeah, I guess it's over a year. Like, there's going to be a second logo change, but the name change happened at least this year. Yeah. So they've missed the whole year. It's a minimum fan duel, whoever you're going with, has missed this for over a year. Is it safe to say?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty okay. rough. At um, least six in this months. game, yeah. Montreal 7 2 and 6 this season, uh, playing pretty good at home, 1.71 uh, points per game. Come off a midweek loss to in the Canadian Championship game. We talked about that a little earlier. Draju Mohalik uh suffered a setback. He should be out for another month. They're looking at a full full extra month now. But, good, you know, they're playing hurt. Charlotte. Charlotte is 02 and 6 on the road. Yeah. They're young. They're still putting it together. They uh have a minus nine goal differential on the road. And I I just don't I don't care for their play. So I'm taking CF Montreal here and I'm actually sleeping like a baby. I feel great about it.
1: But Montreal last two games have not scored. the US Open Cup. I think they're a little ticked off. Uh, the Austin game you just mentioned, and you know, the, the Canadian Cup getting blown out by Toronto. Uh, I'm sorry, Charlotte. I know Charlotte's no good on the road. Uh, this is a game you're we walking into a buzz so I think I, even with jo- George McHale being out, really hurts Montreal. They're totally not the same team when he's not in the lineup. Let's get that at you know, right the open, of course. But at home, you know they should be pissed off enough to definitely win this game by like one nothing or two one. So yeah, I'm gonna agree with you. I would, I would take Montreal on this one.
0: Absolutely. And even though they're missing Mihailovic, you have to look at what else is going on in that attack. You got Quioto and Torres who are like a decade apart in years. So you have the youth, you have the experience they're going against Charlotte, who's still just kind of putting it together. You got they; they they might be missing. They're good uh, at home. Carol Sviderski might still be out. There's a couple players um, listed as questionable. They're they're a little knocked up. We saw Harrison Awful lived up to his last name against uh, Lewis Morgan just two weeks ago when when Red Bull was in there. And I really think Montreal is going to be able to capitalize one way or another and leave. Uh, well, not leave, but they're they will be at home and they will win at home.
1: Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Again, I, I don't like. To me, right now, I'm, I'm betting wise. If Charlotte's at home, I'm looking at the odds to consider it. When on the road, I'm looking against it. Until further notice, I think you should keep looking at it that way.
0: Absolutely. Next match Houston Dynamo hosting the Chicago Fire. I'm taking Houston Dynamo at plus 110. It's one of the least exciting games on the site for me, but also possibly my safest bet. The Chicago Fire are just bad. Uh, They're 14 goals this season, lowest in Major League Soccer. They've allowed 15 goals in eight road games, leading to a minus seven goal differential away from Soldier Field. Houston Dynamo, they're tough. Um, They're two leading goal scorers, Sebastian Ferrer with six, Darwin Quintero with five. Great mix of youth and experience there. And uh, this team uh, has had some tough wins. They beat Nashville 2-0, Galaxy 3-0 just last month, a couple weeks ago there. Uh, Houston doesn't have an amazing home field advantage, but the kickoff might be up to 95 degrees in the Houston heat. I'm taking Houston over Chicago.
1: Yeah, I think Shakiri knows about 95 degree heat in Houston. <laughs> Going into this game, you think he experienced that in Europe? I, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, uh, don't forget, uh, Herrera's coming the Mexican Internationals coming to Houston Dynamo. I think, in uh, two weeks. Another sign we forgot to talk about. He'll be influential when he gets to Houston. I like him. Uh, yeah, and I like Sebastian Ferreira up front. I know he's got six goals. He looks really good to me. He's definitely going to be a double-digit score as long as he's healthy for Houston. Uh, that's exactly what they need. I really like him. And in this game, I, I'm going to take this. I know Chicago won last week, but it was D.C. United. Uh, so take that for what it's worth. Houston at home, I usually like to look at them, especially when it's hot out. And, a team, you know, Chicago is not exactly a, uh, on fire, <laughs> shouldn't say, per se, uh, as a joke, but I'm going to take agree with you, Houston, and think <laughs> at home is a safe bet here.
0: I agree, and actually, I actually missed up my notes. It's Sebastian Ferreira and Darwin Quintero. Those are the two players who are 10 years apart, being a great uh, mix of youth and athleticism here. Um, seems with a few notable exceptions, Western Conference teams um, are listed in order of goals scored, while Eastern Conference standings are in order of goals conceded. And I just think uh, Houston has a chance to score multiple times in this game. And if they do, it's a pretty pretty good chance that they're going to leave with a win. Um, Houston is sixth in the league with 18 yards per shot. like this, Their shooting distance average is sixth in the league with a respectable 34.9% of shots on target. And Chicago, on the other hand, is near the top of the league in average distance of shots allowed at seventeen point five yards. So I'm looking here. Uh, my radar is up. I'm looking for a banger, something from outside the box coming in hot. Um, that is how I think Houston's going to get a chance to win this game. Wear their opponent down. Look for a long shot and bury it. Yeah.
1: As, uh, the longer this game goes, I think Houston's odds. As long as they're it's tied or they're in the lead, they're going to hold on and win the game. And my, my last pick
0: for this week, Austin FC hosting FC Dallas. My pick is Austin FC plus 110. Keeping up with this week's theme of, you know, kind of taking home away form, you have to take a look at Austin whenever they're at home. This team has just been excellent so far this season. Another leg of the Copa Tejas this season. Austin's 4-2-1 and one at home. 17 goals scored and only 5 goals against this year. Excellent, excellent, excellent. At their home stadium, um, as far as FC Dallas goes, they actually have uh, quite an advantage in this series. I think they won all three games the two teams have played so far. I don't think that matters. Austin FC is much improved from last season. I think you would a hundred percent agree with me there and uh yeah I think that this is a, this is a good pick Austin FC plus 110 hosting Dallas
1: yeah I think last year Dallas beat them all three times uh. Yeah. I heard Josh Wolf, coach, talk about this. I heard him interview this morning, uh, this afternoon on Sirius XMFC. Uh, I agree with you. Also, I'm taking Houston, and I'm sorry, I'm taking Austin at home in this game. I got Texas in my mind. Betting wise, always with Dallas at home, I look at them first, see who they're going against. When on the road, I look to go against them. That's just how I am. And the way Austin's playing at home, what second or third in the West, I think Dallas is right behind them. So this is a This is a rivalry game. Uh, And last year, like I said, uh, Coach Wolf talked about this numerous times on every day. We lost three times to Dallas last year. He put a big emphasis on this. This is a big game for Austin in front of their home fans. Uh, You know, when they score a goal, the lights go out. It's dark and the green and the awesome, awesome atmosphere down there for those fans. And I think this is the time. This is where they take the next step up. They have to be Dallas here, and I think at home they're going to do this. They're going to this out. This should be a really good game. This is one of the games to watch for the weekend. I'm expecting Austin to eke this out. It should be a great game.
0: Absolutely, um, and I did want to point out the uh, wonderful nickname we are Austin TV gave the attacking trio of uh, Diego, Maxi, and Jurisi, calling it DMD. I saw someone dropping the uh, Britt Baker reference. I know you uh, nice. were into nice. that. Multiple That's fandoms that. colliding. A lot of your, your two worlds are, are coming together, Alex.
1: That's beautiful. You combine pro wrestling and, and MLS. I mean, why not? It's beautiful.
0: I and, like the, the, uh,
1: the, 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 the DMZ line. Yeah, uh, I got real quick. I'm going to ride out the teams that, that they were pretty hot, so I'm going to keep riding streaks. I'm taking Rail Salt Lake minus one thirty at home over Columbus. I know Columbus got the new signing, but I'm expecting them to show up there yet and uh, going to the high altitude Rail Salt Lake. I'm taking Rail Salt Lake. i going to surprise teams at MLS. I'm going to continue to ride them at home. Uh, I'm, I'm going against D.C. United. I don't like what's going on there. So I'm going to take Nashville plus 195 away. I think Nashville's pissed off. They lost at home for the first time in a long time last week. Now they're going into this game at D.C. United. Look out, D.C. United. Uh, I'm going to take Seattle at home minus 145 against Sporting Kansas City. Yes, Sporting Kansas City has signed two guys. But when Seattle's at home, I look at them more often than not, the way they're playing. I know Rui Diaz is out, still taking Seattle at home because they're home. And I'm I'll also agree with you. I'm also doubling down. I'm taking Austin plus one ten, plus odds at home versus at Dallas. I love, I love this game. Uh, you know, taking Austin plus one ten. Two games we didn't talk about, probably two games to watch on the weekend. Of the roast on Sunday is second place Red Bulls going to first place LAFC in the West, and NYCFC going. I think going on the road to philadelphia a revenge yeah. of the COVID playoff game last year with philadelphia had like 12 mm-hmm. guys out mm-hmm. and had to play guys that are 16 years old in that game in the nyc advanced so that should be two games that i'm interested in watching on sunday i think everyone should do i think they're the two best games of a standings matchup a rivalry matchup there's something you want to watch or those two games on sunday
0: absolutely hopefully nycfc is just demoralized enough just demoralized enough uh to uh Take another loss at the road on Philly. Definitely one of the games of the week, but I'm not touching for betting. Uh, oh yeah, unpredictability yeah, yeah. with those top teams. But we did bring our best sports book picks here, Alex. Do you have any final thoughts?
1: No, MLS is back. We'll, we'll probably talk about some uh, signings. Uh, you know, it's getting interesting. We're starting to get to the long uh, summer months where you know the heat plays a factor. In some of these road teams, so I'm looking at looking at some of these home uh, field advantages, especially with the temperatures coming up.
0: I agree. Hopefully, this is the kind of uh, time of year where we, we get a little, little more predictability around Major League Soccer. It's been very cat and mouse so far this year with our picks. It seems like I'm up a couple of units on you one week. You're up a couple of units the next week. It has been tough. It's been tough out there. But we are bringing you the best sports book picks. Make sure you check out i80sports.com for my weekly article drops every Wednesday or Thursday talking about the best picks of the major league soccer week. And of course you can find us at idsports.com, youtube.com backslash i80sports in your favorite podcast app. Thank you for joining us and have a great week guys.